There was this new girl in high school that every single guy wanted to date right off the bat. Even from a young age, she was mature, if you know what I mean. I watched male teachers go gaga when she talked to them. The craziest thing about this whole story is that I found out she had a crush on me. I couldn't believe it. This young lady could have had any guy she wanted, but somehow she liked me. So I took her to the school dance. She was so good looking that I figured there must be something wrong with her. And if not, she would probably dump me after a short while. However, throughout the entire date, she was charming, complimentary, and one heck of a good dancer. It really was a perfect date. The fact that she was new to the school meant that she hadn't participated in any of the stupid gossip that was going around. I guess I assumed that she didn't know anyone, was a little vulnerable, and I figured I could show her around and stuff, you know what I mean. She appeared to me to be innocent, flirty, fun-loving, and honest as could be. I took her out now and then, but she studied hard so didn't have a lot of free time. Anyway, the guys in the locker room started hinting that she had a bad reputation at her old high school. And things got worse. Within a couple days, there were rumors that she had an abortion, that she had a venereal disease. Then it all made sense to me. The provocative clothing, the flirty talk. She must be a real slut, I figured. So I confronted her. I didn't want to waste my time and be the butt of jokes from all my friends. So before things got serious, I dumped her, but not before asking her if it was true. I heard a rumor that you had an abortion and that you had or have a venereal disease. Is this true? She just froze. In a few seconds, a small tear began dripping down her cheek. I was sorry I asked her in such a blunt way, but I need the truth. Yes, it's true. Then she said, let me explain. I didn't need an explanation. I was gone. I just left her there and walked away. She never came back to school. About a week later, there was an assembly in the auditorium. I walked in late as the principal gave a short speech about the importance of professional psychological support. Then he introduced a couple grief counselors. He said they would be available in the guidance office for anyone that wanted counseling. What's this about? I asked the guy next to me. The new girl killed herself, he said. Then I found out it was my girl. I choked out a few words. Did they say why she did it? I guess she had been raped by her drunken uncle. She got pregnant. He even gave her a dose of syphilis. My heart jumped into my throat, and I heard words I will never forget as long as I live. He said, such a shame, I guess he brutalized her and she was a virgin. No wonder she whacked herself. First off, I just want to express my heartfelt sorrow over that story, but this is why I am here. My passion is to make the complex world of psychology and mental health more approachable and understandable for everyone. So let's dive in. First of all, we have three speakers today. I may be the first to speak, but these guys are real gossip experts. Each of us will give our takes on what exactly gossip is and how it impacts our lives and relationships. Have you ever wondered why gossiping can feel so irresistible at times? Gossiping means we're talking about someone who isn't present. It's usually looked down upon and advised against because it can lead to hurting the person being discussed. You might think gossip is always malicious, but there are times we find ourselves speaking about others for reasons beyond putting them down. I'm here to share this not to excuse or promote gossiping, as it can indeed be damaging to someone's mental and emotional health. Instead, 
My aim is to explore the reasons behind why we might engage in this behavior. So here are eight common reasons we gossip. First up, breaking the ice. Ever found yourself in a situation where the only thing you had in common with a new acquaintance was someone else you both knew? Sometimes gossiping about a mutual acquaintance seems like an easy way to find common ground and get to know each other better. Next, staying in the loop. In small towns or close-knit communities where everyone knows each other, gossip can become a way to keep up with what's happening in people's lives, especially if the person in question is private and keeps to themselves. Then there's fitting in. If you're in a group that loves to gossip, you might find yourself joining in just to feel accepted. It's a tricky situation where the desire for social acceptance can sometimes outweigh our better judgment. Feeling better about ourselves is another reason. It might not be something we're proud to admit, but talking about others negatively can sometimes boost our own self-esteem. This is known as downward social comparison, where we feel better by comparing ourselves to those we perceive as worse off. Regaining power is another motive. If we're feeling jealous of someone's success or popularity, gossiping about them might make us feel like we're getting back some control or superiority. For a distraction, gossip can be an easy and entertaining way to pass the time, especially when we're bored or looking for some excitement. Feeling closer to others is another reason we might gossip. Discussing the lives of those around us, even if it's behind their backs, can be a misguided attempt at feeling connected or involved in their lives. Lastly, holding people accountable without direct confrontation is a reason some might gossip. It can be a way to air grievances or share concerns without facing the person directly. Do any of these reasons resonate with you? Have you ever found yourself gossiping for one of these reasons? I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments. If you found this insight helpful, feel free to share it and don't forget to subscribe for more content like this. I'm always here to share more insights and delve into the fascinating world of psychology together. Thanks for watching and I can't wait to connect with you in the next video. Now let's hear from Dr. Proctor. Despite our claims of detestation, it seems we all partake in gossip. What draws us to it and why do we then deny our involvement? Acknowledging our disdain for gossip indicates it conflicts with our moral compass, suggesting we wouldn't be so quick to deny it if it sat right with us. The ease of discussing others' lives on social media platforms has made gossiping an almost accepted practice. Reflecting on my younger years, during my 20s I believed I had a knack for discerning people's true natures through their nonverbal cues and speech. My confidence grew as my judgments appeared to be validated. For instance, when two men visited our office, I instinctively distrusted one without knowing him based on his excessive boasting. I advised my brother against trusting him, and when their deal went bad, it seemed to confirm my suspicion. Years later, however, when the man returned with a solid proposal, my brother decided to trust concrete evidence over my skepticism. They eventually became not just business partners, but also close friends, illustrating that my initial instincts weren't always accurate. This experience taught me that true judgment often requires maturity and that first impressions can be misleading. Gossip stems from a sense of entitlement, reflecting more on our internal state than on those we discuss. Gossip involves talking about others in their absence, a habit we've all indulged in, though not always with malicious intent. 
Not all gossip is harmful, but spreading unfounded negative information without evidence is equivalent to lying, known as slander. Even true information can be harmful if shared without the subject's consent. Why do we engage in gossip? It often starts friendships with a shared dislike and becomes a tempting addition to conversations offering a quick bond. Gossip is a natural human activity, distinguishing between sharing caring details about loved ones and overindulging in others' lives, which indicates deeper issues. Gossiping about others often reveals low self-esteem, seeking validation through others' misfortunes to feel superior. Studies show that discussing other couples negatively within a relationship often masks deeper, unaddressed issues, falsely reassuring the couple about their relationship superiority. Research indicates that gossip can trigger serotonin and dopamine release, creating temporary happiness but leading to unhealthy dependencies. To resist the temptation of gossip, consider the motives behind sharing personal details. Sharing out of concern or seeking empathy is different from spreading information for self-validation or malice. Before sharing sensitive information, question your intentions and the potential impact on all involved, focusing on constructive and meaningful exchanges rather than harmful gossip. Embrace discussions about dreams, hobbies, and positive aspects of life, steering clear of negative gossip for personal growth and well-being. Adopt a personal guideline before discussing someone's life. Consider the necessity, potential impact on oneself if the roles were reversed, and whether there's something more positive or valuable to share. Choosing not to gossip involves discerning what information to share, with whom and why, emphasizing the importance of withholding certain details. This reflection on gossip offers a chance for self-evaluation, hoping it prompts you to reconsider the implications of sharing personal details publicly, fostering a more thoughtful and positive communication culture. And now for another perspective, here comes Nicola. Thank you, Doctor. The term gossip often conjures images of hurtful rumors or tantalizing secrets. Yet, gossip essentially means discussing someone who isn't currently present. Whether it's a workplace conversation or a digital chat among friends, gossip is a common aspect of our interactions, naturally occurring for many. Why do we engage in gossip? Our social nature drives us toward forming connections, and gossip can serve as a means of bonding, whether the discussions are positive or negative. Gossip is also seen as a mechanism for cultural learning, teaching us about societal norms and expectations. For instance, sharing negative opinions about someone's dishonest behavior can serve as a cautionary tale against lying. Most gossip tends to be negative for various reasons. To gain a sense of superiority, insecurity can lead people to feel momentarily better about themselves by judging others. Having exclusive information can be empowering, but may also damage one's reputation for trustworthiness. Due to a sadistic personality, individuals who enjoy the discomfort or misfortune of others often engage in gossip, taking pleasure in others' pain while relieved it's not their own. Out of boredom, lacking stimulating topics of conversation, gossip can spark interest among listeners. Because of anxiety, Anxious individuals may gossip to regain a sense of control, especially when faced with uncertainty, to feel included. Gossip can offer a sense of belonging to a group, though this inclusion is often based on exclusionary or malicious grounds. Handling gossip. When caught in a gossip-laden discussion, consider these approaches. 
shift the focus to positive aspects. Changing the conversation to highlight positive traits about the person being discussed can alter the conversation's tone. Reflect on your reactions to gossip. If gossip makes you uncomfortable, it's best to steer clear of it. For those targeted by gossip, confront the gossiper. Addressing the person spreading rumors about you can make them aware of the consequences of their actions. Ignore the gossip. Sometimes it's less taxing to simply let it go, especially in environments where gossip is inevitable, like the workplace. Detach from the situation. Understanding that gossip reflects more on the gossiper than on you can help you distance yourself emotionally from the situation. Navigating the challenges of dealing with gossipers or being the subject of rumors is tough. While you can't control what others say, how you respond to gossip can help you maintain your composure and resilience. Now let's hear from some random Americans. Let's talk gossip. If we all said to people's faces what we say behind one another's backs, society would be impossible. Gossip is news running ahead of itself in a red satin dress. So live that you wouldn't be ashamed to sell the family parrot to the town gossip. Gossip isn't scandal and it's not merely malicious. It's chatter about the human race by lovers of the same. If we knew what will be said about us when we are gone, we would have been gone a long time ago. Don't waste your time with explanations. People only hear what they want to hear. Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. These are the few ways we can practice humility, to speak as little as possible of oneself, to mind one's own business, not to want to manage other people's affairs, to avoid curiosity, to accept contradictions and correction cheerfully, to pass over the mistakes of others, to accept insults and injuries, to accept being slighted, forgotten and disliked, to be kind and gentle even under provocation, never to stand on one's dignity, to choose always the hardest. Mother Teresa, the joy and loving, a guide to daily living. Be less curious about people and more curious about ideas. How would your life be different if you walked away from gossip and verbal defamation? Let today be the day. You speak only the good you know of other people and encourage others to do the same. The key to good eavesdropping is not getting caught. If you haven't got anything nice to say about anybody, come sit next to me. Isn't it kind of silly to think that tearing someone else down builds you up? Gossip is just a tool to distract people who have nothing better to do from feeling jealous of those few of us still remaining with noble hearts. How much time he gains who does not look to see what his neighbor says or does or thinks, but only at what he does himself to make it just and holy. It is always assumed by the empty-headed who chatter about themselves for want of something better that people who do not discuss their affairs openly must have something to hide. A rumor is a social cancer. It is difficult to contain and it rots the brains of the masses. However, the real danger is that so many people find rumors enjoyable. That part causes the infection. And in such cases, when a rumor is only partially made of truth, it is difficult to pinpoint exactly where the information may have gone wrong. It is passed on and on until some brave soul questions its validity. That brave soul refuses to bite the apple and let the apple eat him. Forced to start from scratch for the sake of purity and truth, that brave soul, figuratively speaking, fully amputates the information in order to protect his personal judgment. In other words, his ignorance 
is to be valued more than the lie believed to be true. Rumor travels faster, but it don't stay put as long as truth. As a judge who has spent decades in the courtroom, I've witnessed firsthand the profound impact that words can have on lives, reputations, and the course of justice. Today, I feel compelled to share my perspective on an issue that, while seemingly benign, can have far-reaching consequences in the realm of law and beyond. Gossip. Gossip, the act of sharing unverified information about others in their absence, is a behavior as old as society itself. It is a practice that many engage in without a second thought, yet its implications, particularly in the legal sphere, can be devastating. In the courtroom, the truth is paramount. Our justice system is built on the principle that fairness and impartiality guide the resolution of disputes and the determination of guilt or innocence. However, gossip threatens the very foundation of this system. Unsubstantiated rumors about parties involved in legal proceedings can bias the perceptions of jurors, judges, and the public, potentially influencing outcomes in ways that are anything but just. The spread of gossip can tarnish reputations, destroying personal and professional lives in the process. Once a rumor is set in motion, it can be nearly impossible to retract, leaving individuals to fight against shadows to clear their names. In legal contexts, this can mean the difference between a fair trial and one skewed by prejudice and misconception. But beyond the immediate legal ramifications, gossip erodes the social fabric of our communities. It fosters an environment of mistrust, where individuals are judged not by their actions or character, but by the whispers that trail behind them. This is not the foundation upon which a just society should be built. As members of this society, and particularly as individuals who may find ourselves entangled in legal matters, either directly or peripherally, it is incumbent upon us to resist the allure of gossip. We must recognize the power of our words and the potential harm they can inflict when used carelessly. In the realm of law, where the stakes are high and the consequences of misinformation can be irreversible, it is critical that we uphold the values of truth and integrity. I urge you, as citizens and as stewards of justice, to consider the impact of your words and to choose them wisely. Let us not participate in the spread of gossip, but instead contribute to a culture of respect, understanding, and fairness. In doing so, we not only protect the integrity of our legal system, but also foster a community where individuals are valued and respected for who they are, not for the rumors that surround them. As we move forward, let us be guided by empathy and a commitment to justice, remembering always that behind every rumor is a person, a life, and a story that deserves to be treated with dignity and respect. It is through our collective efforts to quell the tide of gossip that we can hope to create a more just and compassionate world.